Hello, and welcome back to Archives for Aliens, the podcast recorded for future life on Earth, planet Earth. This week, we're going to be talking to Ashley England, who's an artist and a sound and color healer. And I want to invite everyone to take a look at some of Ashley's art on ashley.org, Ashley with an I. Org. put the link in the show notes you can click right on it please click on that link before you step into the episode because i do think you'll get a lot more out of this conversation if you have a little sneak peek of how ashley works with color and the way that she integrates it with sound and collecting different materials and being in in alignment and in tune with nature it's all very interesting and she's going to share her entire process and her heart with us today enjoy and welcome to archives for aliens the podcast recorded for future life on earth this card is going to be your guiding card for the night um so i've got your card and As soon as you see it, you can just start describing what you see. It does not have to be literal. And then you can kind of just go with whatever pops into your mind that might be related to what you're describing. And end with how you think all of this might be be related to something that you'd like to share with the world. Here is your card. I like that you're really studying this one. I am, yeah. I I received like three or four different messages, so I was just really trying to listen to each of them. Um, Because, yeah, I think how I was seeing it as a whole to breaking it down individually, so I see different segments. I see it as a whole, and then I also see it as different segments, too. So I think I was just trying to gather the messages that I was receiving and, um, you know, ultimately I kind of got this hunt and gather vibe. Um, uh, yeah, I think hunt and gather, um, in other words, also just Yeah, I guess I see a collective working together. To me, there's part of pieces coming together, but I guess it could be interpreted as pieces coming apart. But I initially see it as things having to come together um, to feed a system. Um, Yeah, and I guess I interpret that circle over the side as the sun. Um, So gathering for the source is kind of what I get. I would say that would be my main interpretation of that. How do you think this relates to something that you'd like to share with the world today? How do I? Hmm. Well, I mean, I guess ultimately (laughs) how I share with the world and how I would relate this to that is that it takes a lot of pieces um, and fundamental experiences and milestones to... um, connect to my source so I'm always having to learn relearn um 
And then I think with that, it's sharing those experiences with people. And when I connect to those people, then, you know, a connection is made. It's, I guess, how I would interpret this piece that you're showing me to how I see it with the collective and what I'm doing. I'm really interested to hear uh, how you'll describe what you're doing, like how that relates to the collective. I think that's going to be really interesting. Okay. So the audience can get to know you. Uh, our, my first question here is, what do you believe about the nature of reality? Like you personally? Uh, yeah. Um, let's think about this. Well, you know, <laughs> kind of where I was saying, as I grow and I develop um, to different understandings, you know, milestones within my life, um, I believe in, you know, reality kind of as it is, um, in a sense that perception, visions come, you know, in the forms of sounds, smells, tastes, um, But let's see. Yeah, I guess when I think about this, I think about the series that I just did, which is Overtone. So when I think about my how things interact when it comes to the yeah, my last series and how things interact, it's more about um, I feel like our perception has a lot to do with our reality. So it's up to my perception and how I interpret the reality and how I'm willing to make the next moves and next situations and how I'm going to talk and communicate with others. And so I think that to me, that's just, that is what that moment is. And I, I guess I don't, and I got to that moment through my experiences and, you know, through the connections that I have. So I, I think that, yeah, the nature of reality to me is exactly what I am receiving in that moment. That makes sense. Yeah, I think that's really cool that you're pinpointing it back down to the moment. Yeah. It's the first answer I think I've had that brought it back to the moment, which is really cool because it's like, you know, what else can you say is certain other than now? Yeah, we have to be present. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think that's, you know, I over, I can overanalyze and overthink a lot of things. So if, you know, a lot of times if I see that I'm not being present, then I feel like I'm not honoring that moment. And, you know, what do they say? Like, there's no time like the present. So, yeah, I really try to embody that. I'm really interested in how that comes about when you're creating your art. Um, so I, well, especially my art is very about my, what I'm feeling in that moment. Um, I express often how, um, how some people write like journal or, you know, could sing or something like my journaling is painting. So it is very present what I'm feeling now. Um, I pick up the colors, how I feel like they're talking to me. 
Um, I, and this is before I ever learned about color therapy or sound therapy or became certified or in anything. This is, you know, me as an adolescent, even picking up crayons or, you know, whatever art supplies that I had. And I was always communicating through my colors, um, onto my, my work. So I felt like everything yeah. So if I was pissed off, I was pissed off and I was painting pissed off. And sometimes it's very interesting because I can tell that I, I clear a lot of my artwork from my space and my energy um, because I, it is so much of my current in there. So I can be really happy one day, but I can be really pissed off another day. And I take it very seriously, especially when, you know, sometimes I don't even sell that artwork because I know, you know, that energy might not just be cleared. <laughs> um Hmm. I've even, you know, used fire to like clear the space. Like I'll put alcohol on there and catch on fire to like help cleanse the space. So yeah, my artwork is very much in the present. I am just as much I, as I blink or sneeze or, you know, whatever natural things happen. That's, that's exactly how my artwork goes. And I, you know, I, I see that and how I'm developing and, you know, I have what I guess people would see as like, a signature style for me, but there is an evolution and I can see it through my artwork. I started off very linear and now I'm like to just the, the solid basic, you know, focus of color. And now this next series that I'm doing is going, you know, back to more of a abstract, um, I mean, I guess this seems very abstract to people, but um, very, um, I don't know, there's more depth to it. There's more texture to it where I, I, I was just focused on the color for this last series because I went through such um, a process with colors, it, you know, very therapeutic process, um, mental health process with colors. So you can see that in this series and I try to explain it and break it down. Um, and so, you know, the next series that I'm doing is, you know, it's kind of like the residue, the leftovers of that process. Um, and so, yeah, I would say that my artwork is to bring it back around. I would just say that my artwork is, is heavily reflected to my present. And, um, I just, yeah, it's as current as the thoughts that I'm having right now. <laughs> I know it's incredibly calming to look at. Thank you. That, so I'm, I would assume you're pretty calm when you're making it. Yeah, there's... At least the ones I'm saying. Yeah, it's it's that, yeah. And I think it's because I get that private time and I don't, I'm not worried about the, I'm just doing my thing. I'm not worried about, I don't want to sit like the outcome. Like it's, I'm just doing it. And so I'm not feeling rushed or like worried about input or anything like that. This is just what's on my mind. This is what needs to get out. And it's just such a matter of fact. So I, I think that that is why I can keep the calmness, even in the chaos, like, cause there's chaos that comes up, you know, like I will be throwing some paint, but the, you know, there's calmness to the to the chaos. So um, I appreciate you seeing that thank you yeah definitely mm -hmm. so I know you just released a book uh, documenting your last series of work like how how did that come about mm -hmm. Ooh, 
stepping outside of my comfort zone. That's that I think that's been a thing that I've been wanting to continuously do for a long time. But, you know, ultimately, I just wanted a way to express and explain the journey I have had with color um, from childhood to now. And the biggest part of why I've been I guess I kind of, I, I try to step away from sharing emotions when it comes to my artwork. I, you know, it's very raw emotion release and I express that it's very in the present, but um, I just want it to be more intentional, I guess. Like, cause sometimes when I feel like I'm with my artwork, and you can be speaking with somebody. I don't want the person that's expressing to me to feel like they're wrong if my moment that I had with that piece is completely different from them. Um, and there is just such an interaction that happens with color that I feel like sometimes people don't realize, you know, the outfits that we're wearing and, and, you know, the, the, our favorite car or our favorite color. And so the book to me just helped me give a space to that journey and that experience that I had. So like I said, I've been using colors as a guide from adolescent to now, and I want people to have that intimate space with me, but when they see the works, I also want them to have their own personal intimate space where they don't feel like there's a right and wrong to that. So in the book, it, you know, it becomes a safe place where I feel that that both of those needs can be met. met. I can share a page worth of my life from start with color to now, but I also have a space in the book for those to journal their experiences and their current relationships with the colors. And, um, and of course, you know, the colors are there too. So you, I have the pictures of the artwork and I have close-up details and there's different lighting effects to it. So you overall are getting this therapeutic experience too. And that's really what this series embodied for me and what, you know, initially I feel like if I'm t getting to take this title and opportunity of being an artist, like it's it's really important for me to share this with people and I think that this was the most intimate you know like a lot of times I tell people I'm an open book but you know sometimes around my artwork I actually tell people sometimes I would rather not even be at the show because I feel like I interfere with the flow of what mm -hmm. someone is getting to feel and I mean you're an artist I don't know if you you feel that way sometimes that I do. Yeah. Um, that you like, <laughs> there's just this thing. I've been to art shows where I'm not the artist and I don't know. It's just different when you're the artist and your work's there. I feel like people want to say the right thing instead of just the thing that needs to be said. And so that's kind of why the book is here. It's that you get mm. to hear this personal relationship that I have with colors, but this is, you know, an exchange between you and I, like it's a very intimate space to be with my artwork. And, you know, it's very vulnerable to put yourself out there for people to see, but it's also going to make a person feel a very specific way too. I mean, color and like, you don't have a choice. Color makes you feel, you know, a certain way. It sets an entire mood. Um, so yeah, I guess to bring that back around, that's why I wrote the book. I wanted people to have this opportunity to be, 
to learn some pretty intimate things about me. Um, but in the same, they could really express some intimate things about themselves that maybe they don't feel like sharing with people. And um, there's a therapeutic journey throughout the book um, and some really beautiful and a phenomenal photographer. And she took some incredible photos. And, you know, I kept a lot of them private just to the book for that reason too. So um, yeah, I guess that's, that's what sparked it. I felt like a lot of people want to know a lot about me. And <laughs> as much as I try to put myself out there, there's a lot of things that I, you know, I like to keep private. And for this series, I just felt like it was really hard to stay private when it was such a release that had happened in my development. So. Oh, that all makes a lot of sense to me. And I know I'm also a big believer in like bringing people into the work, but like not at all telling them how to interpret it. And it's such a tricky balance because mm-hmm. it's like you, yeah, you want to share, but you don't want to share so much that then, then they can only see it in one certain way. Exactly. And then, yeah. And then one piece, I'm like, man, well, on Monday I felt like this, but then when I worked on it Wednesday, I felt like this, <laughs> you know, and by Saturday, you know, like it, you know, cause I, you work on pieces over time. I imagine I, you know, I see how intricate yours are. Um, maybe you do it. I don't, you know, I don't know your process. I just know that even in the day, like I can, you know, it's just an evolution of the emotions. So like, I could have started with one thought and ended with a completely different thought, you know. Um, I guess that just goes back to like why it's so current and present and not not so planned out, especially this, you know, last few series that I've done focused on color. Like it's it's very, very present and not so, you know, yeah, thought out. Yeah. What's interesting about it though is even though like when you're there in the moment, maybe it's not planned out. It's still clearly a series. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I don't know what's inside the book, but I can imagine that they all flow together so well. Because I've been seeing you post your paintings, I guess for at least a year now, mm-hmm. leading up to the book. Yes. Yeah, it's um, it's interesting. I've I journaled the entire journey with doing the series and I've, I've journaled my entire life. So I, you know, it was accumulation of all these journal entries that I did for each color. Um, because everything that I've done along the way, I've always done the work for myself first, um, before putting it out there. Um, cause I think the experience is really important and, and it becomes a relatable factor. You know, you never know if you share your experience, which was another thing with the book, like, I may be experiencing something that somebody else is experiencing and they may feel like they're the only person experiencing it, but because they've connected with me in some kind of way, they feel, you know, a little more grounded. I've experienced that in myself. Like, Oh, I experienced that too. Like, and looking so deeply into their eyes and just being like, you know, this bond and feeling appreciative of being vulnerable to share that experience. So, um, yeah, I think the more, more vulnerable I can be and the more um, experiences I can share, <laughs> I think the better. But I'm still, 
I say it, but it's so much easier to be said than to be done. And there's always so much work that it takes to put into that. So thinking about this series, I, you know, that was several years <laughs> and now it's just out there and, you know, it, it, I already feel done with it. I'm ready for the next series and I'm ready for the next work, but to that build up to get there is um, rather incredible actually thinking about it sorry I'm like starting to self-reflect over here I'm like damn yeah that was a lot (laughs) yeah no it's good I think especially like I also I relate to being somebody that like I see things in pictures I understand things in pictures way before I can say them Mm. it's like years of delay there (laughs) so I know whenever I'm trying to write an artist statement or explain something it you just gotta do it a couple years later (laughs) (laughs) so that's what's interesting too about a book and I wonder like what's so what's your relationship specifically with color because I know you deal so much so much with color do you do you think Mm -hmm. you have some kind of sixth sense or synesthesia or anything like that what do you it's I'm like the short answer is yes the long answer is I never understood that that's what I had to address that I had synesthesia or I have this type of sense it wasn't anything that I ever felt like I needed to announce or anything actually I thought that it was something that all of us had experienced so because it's very common within my own family. I could explain certain things and my mom would get it, you know, she's like, Oh yeah, I get that. You know? And then it wasn't until I was getting older and to certain people, I was just getting weirder. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, well, don't you do this? And they're like, no. And like dreaming and, um, you know, seeing what some people would call extra colors in a room, extra colors around a person, um, yeah, I never thought it was special um, until I kind of found myself continu- continuously singled out or people being like, oh, I have a friend referring to me that can, you know, do that stuff or see that. And people would come up to me and be like, what's my aura? And I'm like, well, first off, it doesn't really work that way. But that, you know, I hear what you're wanting, but, you know, it's it's not it doesn't really work exactly that way. But um Yeah, so that's, and this relationship has been as far as I can remember. I mean, the earliest memories that I have, two, three years old, are are purely based on color and how I was interpreting that moment and how it translated into my head, um, into this, you know, orchestra of colors. So it's, yeah. Now that I'm older, there's a lot of science that's like, oh, yeah, this is this and that means this. And so, you know, I can scientifically scientifically be broken down. But growing up, it wasn't anything, you know, my mom was never like, she's weird. Let's take her to the doctor. She's seen some, you know, like my mom was weird, too. Like, (laughs) we just saw weird shit, you know, like uh, if I told my mom I saw like a person walking you know through the house or something she'd be like oh yeah they were here last week they'll pass through you know like so it wasn't anything like uncommon in in, within my family and then you know as I get older I meet people again it's like sharing it like 
I do meet people that this is, you know, common. Um, and then sometimes you meet those people that just kind of look at you cross-eyed and be like, oh, well, you're a really unique person. And you're like, well, I guess, <laughs> you know, I, this is just, yeah. So sounds like certain loud snap sounds, snaps, bangs. I don't know. I can see, I can see those, um, extra, you know, when I was little, I used to call them fairy or orbs just little extra floating dots and orbs of colors. Um, definitely have had energetic exchanges with, you know, what I would say is more of the spiritual, spiritual realm, you know? Um, so yeah, it was never anything that I, <laughs> I guess I self-identified. I feel like it was more things highlighted for me that I was like, Oh yeah, maybe I should, research this more which is actually how I got to color in therapy and sound therapy and traveling to school and learning more about that um is because of those type of highlights that were brought to me and I'm just like oh fuck I thought this was normal I thought this is what everybody did you know but you know yeah not, not, not everybody seems to be a percentage of people so yeah so it sounds like I mean for you definitely have a really strong relationship with color but also maybe that's how you categorize things and like that's how you store memories that's really interesting yeah it is um exactly how I can store things and I can because I have a photogenic photographic memory so I can I mean just as I see I can recall but I mean I can go into details and be like no the book on your third shelf is black and it had gold binding and like I, the wow. colors are definitely going to be the things that help me remember that seems very distinctly so that's yeah. really intense so do a lot of people who you meet do they have a color that's associated with them mm -hmm. Well, here's what I'd say towards that. There are people that I meet into that sense. So I guess, how would I say this? Because it's not always the same. So sometimes I'd be like, oh, you, you look different or something's different about you. And I will be addressing the presence that I feel around a person. And sometimes there is more color than other times or less static because static is a really mm. big thing around you know I don't want to be like a lot of people but because that you know it doesn't sound nice to me but there is a lot of static we are so busy and not a lot of us are working on the present time that you know our energy kind of gets all over and a little fuzzy so sometimes there are people where I'm like oh man have your weeks been really good to you? Like you, you, you seem very clear. And to me, like, that's where I'm like, yeah, you have these really bright radiating colors around you right now. And so I wouldn't say it's necessarily like I see you as red or I see you as green, but I can't see the energetic color shifts around a person. Hmm. Interesting. I know I, I guess along with that, I don't see, colors around people that would be cool but <laughs> I, I can see how somebody could I have maybe different feelings but I do kind of get the sense of like when somebody is like blocked off like I don't mm -hmm. see anything but to me it reminds me of like wearing like a really big mask or something or like having a trash bag over you like not in a bad way just because it's like it's all dark and like it's like a void or something yep cloaked 
Yeah, yeah. Sometimes. So I think I know what you mean is, yeah, what I'm saying. I will tell people I bubble myself, which was like, it's a way of like, you just, you know, some people do it naturally. Some people do it intentionally. You know, I think that, you know, sometimes people don't have control that they've done it. And sometimes there are people like that can be very intentional. Like I, I put a bubble around my self a cloak around myself a mask around myself because you know whatever the case be I get a lot of social anxiety so as soon as I hit the public like resting bitch face is strong (laughs) I am so in my head and like over analyzing everything and like just people watching and then my face just gets stuck very stagnant you know and I'm like oh yeah I gotta be on this plane in this reality like smile <laughs> like drink some water <laughs> yeah I, I know I, I know how that can be I get real hung up and I guess instead of that I start studying or getting into art mode or thinking about other things and I disappear yeah yeah it's I- I guess it's normal as an artist. It is interesting, though, how people do sometimes take that so personally. I have had that experience, and I was like, I'm just looking at the ground over here. I'm not ignoring you. <laughs> yeah, I was like, did you see that ladybug? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, right. My head is yeah often in the clouds, and maybe it's you know an artist thing because I don't I don't or I feel like that's not in the clouds though. That's on Earth. Yeah, uh, no, yeah, I 100% agree with that. Like, I, I, yeah, the, there is a presence, but, um, yeah, it's interesting how it can be interpreted, I guess. Yeah, well, thank you for, you know, sharing all of that. Yeah, absolutely. I'm like, I hope, yeah. So, and do you think that you have a spiritual relationship with color? I know you, you mentioned casually like seeing an entity walk through your house, that kind of thing. Is that normal for you? (laughs) It is. Yeah. Sorry. I don't mean to laugh, but yeah, it is. It is normal. Um, You know, color has just been the foundation. I think it's the most dependable thing that I've been able to fall back on. Um, It is you know, part of my divine, you know, the divinity for me is, um, absolutely is color. Um, it just re- allows me to, I feel like learning and communicating with it and how it's communicated and come to me that I've been able to recognize my, my feelings, um, my sense of belief and, you know, and it also just gives me this sense of like, it's obviously just much bigger than me it's bigger than myself. It's bigger than material things. And I think that that's how I would connect it to spirituality like that. Those things have to be bigger than you. Um, there's a bigger picture. And I think that's how I, you know, end up bringing it. Well, I have no choice. Like art is all I think about. So that's, that's my way of sharing it. You know, it's just, this is bigger than me. I can't keep this in me. And if this is something I'm going to focus on, then, you know, you all have to experience it too. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I I would say it's, you know, absolutely the foundation, you know, with me. And I I often, you know, color and nature go hand in hand to me. But when you think about nature, I mean, 
it is light, <laughs> you know, so I, I will some days be hugging the bark of a tree, depending on the richness of the textures and the colors. And some days I'm just like nose to the grass um, and my eyes are like this close where well, you can see, but like, <laughs> you know, my eyes are this close to a blade of grass and I'm like identifying every vein in that grass blade because they are all different shades of green and to me they all mean something oh wow. <laughs> you know so yeah i'm like oh yeah digress yes no that's I great i mean i definitely I, I relate to like the universal patterns that's mm-hmm. like what drives my art even though it's very colorful it's i don't know why that's even happening <laughs> Oh, it's more about the patterns for me, but it is interesting how how it's so it's just beyond universal. It's like this is everywhere. It's it's so mm-hmm. cool that it's a language. All of it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Global language. Yes. I'm like I completely relate with that. Yes. Hmm. And so I've only known you as an artist. Um, Was there a moment in your life where you first had the courage to pursue art or has it all, has it always been? You know, I, I've always done it. My mom's just always had supplies there for me, my child, my child, my child, um, my entire childhood, um, they have been there. So I don't think I ever had to really think about seeking for something that I wanted to, um, experience. Like she always just had the supplies there. So I couldn't imagine like if I was into music, like having to come to my mom and ask for a guitar, you know, um, I think that would just be a different experience. Yeah. Cause I, I just always had art supplies. So I never had to really seek my my outlet my outlet was usually always available to me um little did she know (laughs) but um you know I actually have done art all through school I 100% was that kid skipping class to go to art class I you know I got the advanced arts classes because I took all the classes, et cetera. And then I went to college to be a prosecuting attorney for family courts. <laughs> um, I, you know, family courts was, was pretty, you know, it had some time in my life as a child and it helped our family. So, you know, I was like, I want to help people too. Um, and then I found myself in my studies, like, well, fuck, like this is really desensitizing mm-hmm. and really intense. And then I found myself going back to my art, like just paint, Ash, just paint, like colors are here for you. And so it was that point in my late teens where I was like, you know what, if this is all you can think about, this is all that you can run to, this is all you do when you're stressed, when you're happy, like this is what you should be, in, you know, doing. And so I... I don't know. It just, there wasn't too much 
to gain the courage other than just like, you just got to fucking do it or you're going to miss the boat. Like, <laughs> you know, if you don't. And so that's about it. Like, I just never wanted to regret something. I think I had experienced so many things as a child that, you know, you would never want certain children to experience. So I had this really different perspective and maturity in my life that I think that I don't know. You know, and it's interesting. Some of my darkest time is where I saw the brightest light. And I think because of those situations, I just got this like willpower of like, I don't want to sit here wishing I, I did something. And so I just did it. I mean, I sold artwork on the, you know, off of folding table on the you know side of the street outside of pageant concerts. I just pop up there. I didn't know what show was at that damn concert, but I was there because I knew the people were going to be there and somebody might like my artwork. Like, <laughs> And so I, you know, I just did it. And um, I'm sure, you know, life experiences give you the courage, but I can't say that there was anything specific other than I never wanted to let myself down. Oh, yeah. It's, I mean, it sounds like you've had a really strong relationship with yourself. Yeah. So I, can definitely, like, I can definitely see that now in your art, but that's so cool that you've, you've just always had that and hung on to it. A lot of alone time reflecting with myself in trees and in nature and just like analyzing everything. Um, and I think, you know, as a kid like sometimes we're like I can't wait until I grow up and I know I was one of those kids but it's because I also knew that I enjoyed the kid things but I felt like you know I got so much control over my life at a certain point and I was ready for that and so in order for me to be ready for that I really just had to know who I was and trust myself to make those choices because fuck when you're an adult there is no turning back um says every house bill that I have. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, you know, I feel blessed for those dark, you know, what people would consider dark times. Cause honestly, that was a lot of the light that, um, showed me who I was and that's, you know, what gives me the courage and the willpower to, you know, I guess what people would consider the leaps of faith. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's where it comes from. I'm like, the pretty dark back roads in my life that uh, brought me to the courage. Yeah, I think the term leaps of faith isn't, yeah, that's, I think that's what I meant with the courage question and art. Because, I mean, at least especially when you start, I've, I've mm -hmm. never met anyone where it wasn't a leap of faith. Absolutely. You have, <laughs> you have to fucking jump. It doesn't matter how big the gap is. You just, you just do it. Yeah. Fear, fear is your number one roadblock. If you are fearful of something, then you should probably be fucking doing it. <laughs> I'm so addicted to that mantra. <laughs> I'm here for it. Yeah. I'm like, a lot of times I'm like, if I'm scared, and you were talking about YouTube videos and stuff, I'm like, I'm, I was scared to do it. That's why I do it. That makes it. total sense to me. <laughs> I'm like I'm, I'm scared it, it embarrasses me it makes me nervous I you know I turn red I get anxious I fiddle the whole time but like that's just what pushes me so yeah, yeah maybe it's a leap maybe it's push but <laughs> we get there 
Yeah, I th- I think it's cool to acknowledge because I know when I talk to some people, they don't understand that you can keep doing something that's scary and maybe you can get better at like coping with the fear, but it doesn't always mean that it just disappears. And I feel that a lot as an artist. It doesn't disappear. I mean, I, yeah, like you said, like over time maybe, but like, yeah. Just because you made the jump, I mean, pat yourself on the back, but you might have just jumped straight downhill. <laughs> yeah, you might just get better jumping and landing. <laughs> that is, yes. Hey, listeners. Just so you know, I had to cut the conversation at this point due to some really, really weird audio interference issues that we are going to be unpacking in the next segment. Just an FYI. But you've definitely noticed that you have an interesting relationship with technology. Yeah, and, and like the sounds and yeah, I don't know how to explain it, but like I can tell you when my husband is coming home because of the way that my ears flutter, um, I can't wear a watch because my watch will stop working any type of watch, brand new battery or not. Um, I am more times than not the person that will touch your computer and open it and it will just stop working. And then however many hours later, it will just start like nothing happened. Um, as we experience, I'm obviously hearing something you're not hearing. (laughs) Um, but it's very like, it's very real to me. Like I hear it. It's very clear, very real. Um, but you can't hear it and there's nothing, you know, going on and I don't, you know, how to explain it. Yeah. I'm like, you didn't hear that. I can tell that you didn't hear that. Um, so I don't know how to explain it, but it's just, it's been like this for a long time. It's funny. I've had teachers like in classes, computer classes, just be like, it doesn't matter. We can fix whatever you, you know, you do. And, you know, especially I had a Photoshop class and this guy was like 40 years under his belt. And he's like, it doesn't matter what you do. And that computer was shut down the rest of the semester, like did not ever turn back on because he could not figure out what I did. Um, Yeah, I don't know how to explain it but I think I sometimes I relate it to like the sound therapy part because that's why I start studying sound therapy um two with the color therapy well you know color vibration turns into sound so to me I was like this has to be hand in hand in some kind of way I may not be able to carry a tune I promise you that um but I can read sheet music and I can I can hear different pitches and so I think that technology watches like I can hear those things like I can hear the buzz of a tv uh, you know the refrigerator sounds that a lot of people can't hear and they're like I'm like you left your tv on you know and it can be three rooms away and like I did leave my you know and there's no sound or anything it's a blank screen but I can just hear the vibrant you know the vibe of the tv so i don't i don't know how to explain it but yes i can hear these sounds but at the same time i am more times than that like i don't want to say it breaks it just stops working for that time being when i am present so um 
and it comes back on. You know how some people during like Mercury retrograde, like their phone cream, their phone screen breaks or like something happens. But like, I kind of just have kept that with me for as long as I can remember. I was like my earliest childhood memory was like this VCR when I was little that was unplugged completely and it still kept saying it used to say hello goodbye hello goodbye um and my mom like could not figure out what the hell was going on and unplugged it and eventually she just threw it away because she thought the shit was a little too creepy you know yeah that sounds pretty creepy to me (laughs) you know like so um that's just that's just another one of my crazy life stories but yeah you know she threw it away she unplugged it she couldn't understand it nothing should have been displaying and it was so I don't try to overthink it it's just like oh yeah if something happens I'm like yeah I I promise you it's because I'm in the room people are like oh no 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 and then after a while they're like maybe go go stand in the other room for a while and then (laughs) yeah like if the electric goes out and then if I leave like you know all of a sudden the lights back on you know it's not all of the time but these occurrences definitely happen (laughs) and I don't yeah I've never really overthought it other than the fact as I got older and technology became a more popular like situation in my life um and you're in a room and you just you know the, the the habits kept coming up I'm like every time I touch something something happened so at this point I'm like are you sure you're gonna let me borrow your computer because you might not be able to turn it on for two weeks <laughs> so I don't know you got any theories on that <laughs> man I I don't know I think it definitely sounds like you you have very heightened senses uh, I have no idea beyond that. I don't know. Maybe we have some kind of extra sense that isn't that's like very underused in humans, and it can like communicate with the grid somehow or electromagnetics, but we just don't know how to use it. And maybe somehow yours is like really strong. I was gonna say, I feel like they take us take what we know and use it for the grid um <laughs> could be I don't know maybe someone else is in charge here <laughs> right someone else is doing Some, this no it's funny you say that I I was born with epilepsy and so a lot of this stuff I used to relate to um me having epilepsy oh because that was the excuse like when people would start telling me I was weird I was like oh it's because I was born with epilepsy because I was so nervous about telling people things and then when I would say that I'd be like oh yeah maybe that's what it is I'm like yeah that's what it is (laughs) interesting yeah I mean that's interesting because I don't know who knows maybe somehow it's related um that's also interesting that that's how you got people to kind of be quiet that's a that's a Mm -hmm. smart move (laughs) (laughs) So sorry if I got no. This is good. <laughs> okay. This is this is the kind of stuff that that's good for the archives. Nice. The weirder, the better. <laughs> uh, I didn't not realize that you studied sound therapy. I think I only knew that you studied color therapy. So I'm wondering which one did you do first, or did you take some kind of um course or study where they were together 
So I independently studied color from a late teen to early 30s. Um, and then I found a very niche school that taught color, but with the program, it's called Tamado. Um, it's the school of sound color and movement. And so essentially you learn about color, you learn about sound and we did Qigong. Um, so that's the movement and working with, you know, the cosmos and um, the different signs and astrology and whatnot. Um, I actually learned by Fabian Maman um, and he, you know, Webster Dictionary, he is the person that um, did the scientific research about sound therapy. And so he's, um, I was going to say, he wrote this book here, The Tao of Sound. And uh, he, so when you look up sound, so obviously the sound therapy, sound is a very old thing, but he, what was it, in the 70s, paid whatever money. And he's the one that actually came up with the first, like with the scientists to capture the first images, like what you see right here of sound. And so um, I don't know if you can see that, but yeah, so the, of sound. So he he's the person that put the money in like, got the scientific research on sound and how it can be used um, with your meridians, et cetera. So that translates over to color because color is a vibration that eventually turns into a sound. So um, yeah, so the school just taught you both of those things hand in hand. You learn about sound first and then we moved into color. Um, I was essentially there for color, but, and I know about sound, well, one, I explain, I hear a lot of different sounds that I've read on it, but it never went down the rabbit hole um, with it because I thought I had to be um, musically inclined, which in some regard you do have to be. But if you can geek on science, like how I like to geek out on science, it, it eventually became a very easy thing for me to pick up and understand. So, um, but yeah, in the long run, I end up graduating in Switzerland with a certificate in color and sound for therapy yeah, as a practitioner so oh man so you had to go to Switzerland to do this um for well yeah I'm sure I don't know if there's other schools this is the only one that I know I'm sure especially now more people are probably developing and learning and you know people can create whatever i'm like with this founder and the person that did this yes you have to go to his school um it's very low-key very private atmosphere you learn with him which is an incredible experience and then but you also go to switzerland and you know, altitude has a lot to do with it. I mean, there's some pretty heady people. So, like, we're in the highest point of the Alps. You are, you know, taking, like, there's no driving. There's no technology. There's no sugar. There's, like, the rawest form of you. Hmm. And you are learning about sound, color, stars, um, you know, astrology, and just... Um, and um, being in that such high elevation is absolutely, you know, now doing it, I can see why it was so essential. Like, 
to be to be up there and I I don't know if I could ever actually put that into words I just know that that's an experience and once you're there you're like "Ah, I get it (laughs) so but yes the rest of the schooling and program is in Switzerland oh it sounds incredible it sounds really personal it's very it is about your personal journey and yeah him and his partner um terrorists like they she can verbally see I mean they both have their own thing but like you can feel I've explained this so many times out loud like I've never felt more comfortable as a being and just people especially you know both teachers like just understanding exactly what I'm thinking and feeling and you know the weird things that are going on and not only do they understand but they can hand me books and be like here we've been studying this for years grasshopper like (laughs) let me let me show you a few things and let me help you hone in and show you how you can utilize this for yourself and it's obviously about self before it can be about others and Hmm. you know and then once you get through a certain point in schooling and, you know, many hours, um, they can help you. And if they feel that you're ready to be that type of person, they can help you guide to guide you to help guide other people because essentially it's everybody's, everybody has their own work to do. So, um, yeah, I went down a rabbit hole, but yes, I did go to, um, school for this. It wasn't essentially to go for sound. I've had, it was all about color. It had always been about color. Um, and because of the schooling and along the way, you have no choice, but to learn about sound. but with schooling, it was color and sound. You learn them together. They're like, <laughs> you know, like peanut butter and jelly. That sounds silly because <laughs> I actually don't even eat jelly, but <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. Like they just go hand in hand. Like you just have to have it to actually fully understand the scope of, of each things and the balances that they both bring. Yeah. I mean, I guess they're both to me, they're both about like rhythm. Yeah. Yeah. You have to have a, a yeah, you have to have the flow, the fluidity, the, the, the vibration. And yeah, I guess I can see how, sorry, I'm like visually taking what you said and seeing how I see that in my head, but yes, because the flow, there is a rhythm for each color and each sound. And that's how you get each color and each sound. So yes, sorry. Yeah. No. Sometimes I have to fully visualize what somebody says to fully understand what they. Yeah, I know. I know what you mean. Vibration is a good word too. And so have you taught other people how to connect with color in this way? Like directly? Yes. Yeah. So before I ever went to school, I was just doing it. Um, But I found myself in interesting situations that I felt like I needed better boundaries. I think is the best Mm -hmm. way of putting it because sometimes I would just approach people and be like, so I see this shit going on with you. You want to talk about it and then be like, who talked to you? Why do you know, you know, like 
I was very invasive oh. about it because I'm like, I can see it. It's like very clear to me, you know? Um, and then going to school, um, they just helped me understand on like, you know, respecting the boundaries and respecting people's space. And, um, even if you can see it, that doesn't mean it's your job or, you know, you, that you have that, that you're supposed mm. to be doing that, you know, like we can walk around ignorant doing things, but that doesn't mean that it's okay to walk around ignorant doing things, you know? Um, so they helped me with that. And when I graduated, I think that I, I know that I carry the responsibility of like, okay, I just lived however many months in California and I just traveled over to Switzerland. And so, you know, now I have these practitionership certificates, et cetera, to, to do this. And, you know, so many people had known that I had done this. So I was like, okay, I'm going to start doing this. Um, and I was doing it and I did help a lot of people, you know, in a very short amount of time and it was going well, but again, it was just kind of like every other thing I did in my life. I was like, but I really want to be painting. Yeah. Oh, I know what you mean. but I, I really want to be painting. And so, you know, that's, that's what happened. That's exactly what happened. I just stopped and I'll tell you what, people still come to me. People know, or people will say that they've seen my colors or my artwork or, you know, so people still come on their own, but it's nothing like in the beginning. I was like, I have these hours and I'm at this place and from this time and I'll mm -hmm. schedule you and, you know, we'll work through this stuff together. And like, I respect those that can do that every day, but that's, that's a lot to take on every single day. And it just wasn't, yeah. I just, again, I, I didn't feel like I was fully honoring myself. I was like, no, I like, I need to be painting. And then my artwork in the long run, I'm just finding is doing similar. I wouldn't say the same, but it is doing very similar um, for people and they are able to, you know, still relate. And yeah. So I yeah will. anybody that writes me i i will sit there i send them meditations and um you know i'll help guide them through a situation or you know listen a lot of it's about listening um so yeah i still do it but it's not something that you know i am scheduling so to say to do i am just I guess selfishly. Sometimes I feel mm. selfish because I'm like, I'm just painting. <laughs> I'm just gonna go paint. Um, but that's just, yeah, it's just how it goes. Yeah. So yeah, there was that. I originally felt like I needed to do to do the sound and color, and I have these. I have all the tools. I have all these different lamps and lights and tuning forks, and I know some really cool shit. I really do. Um, but now I use the tuning forks on my canvases oh. with colors. So I actually like with overtone, I like would hit the tuning fork and it for each color and I would have that vibrate onto my waters to charge the water because I collect my water with the moon and the rain um, and like so I let it all like sit the outside. water yeah, that you I use in your water. paintings. Yeah. 
is all from outside. So everything gets charged. And then I also use my tuning forks to charge it. So everything is very intentional and very much focused. So overtone is very like, like if you see orange, everything orange, I can think about to go into orange thoughts and intentions and experiences and, you know, the hour of the sun and the vibrational tuning fork that I was using all went into that color. Oh, that's amazing. But then, you know, some people look at it and it's like, yeah, it's orange painting. I'm like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's orange. You're right. It's just orange. Well, it's so, I mean, it's really cool to know all that. (laughs) Just learning how to express all of that, honestly. Yeah. And that's where I get nervous. And that's, you know, that's why part of the book helped with that. Because I'm like, how do you sit in a room during an art show and break down this and, you know, what I call elevator conversation. It's a 15 minute conversation, you know, and then in a gallery, you have the pressure, like as much as you're there, you know, me as an artist, I'm there to share, but, you know, as a gallery director, (laughs) they would love for that piece to sell. (laughs) So, you know, it's a very interesting world to be in, to be a business person and to be an artist is very interesting. Um, yeah. Duo. Um, I want to paint. I don't really want to do the business side, but if I want to keep painting and getting paint supplies, I better do the business side, you know? So it's really interesting space to be like, so in 15 minutes, this is everything that I do with the moon. And when I meditate with it and, you know, the tuning forks and it's an overload for people, you know, like it's not like getting to sit with you. And, you know, for the most part, you're an artist. So a lot of this, I know that you can remotely or rather Mm -hmm. relate with me and understand but like I don't know how long we've been talking but it's been more than 15 minutes yeah and see when we're just getting into this we never would have stumbled into this thing with your water which is like I think that's so cool yeah it's very oh I love rainy days you just grab all the paint jars and you go outside and then they all make different sounds. So, yeah, I've recorded me collecting rainwater in my jars because each jar makes their own sound because of the heights and the and the density. Yeah, it, yeah, it goes places for me. It really does. But um, it's just all Well, I hope that everyone out there listening, like, gets to this part and is like, yeah, this is why this is why we need more long conversations and getting in deep with these kinds of topics because I think if you really want to get to know somebody and really get into their work you can't do it in an elevator speech you can't just get a you know the two minute (laughs) recap yeah Mm -hmm. I don't think that'll ever be possible but the world keeps wanting to make everything smaller and smaller dividing time and dividing it Mm -hmm. but I'm against it. So <laughs> we have really long interviews. <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm so glad that I've gotten to know you. And now I'm just like, want to go look at all your paintings, honestly. Yeah. And like yeah. see them from this new, new perspective. It's going to be really cool and feel them too. Thank you. Thanks for taking the time to do it too. I mean, yeah, 
I get long winded and go down rabbit holes and get nervous and not sure what is, you know, necessary, but yeah. So thank you yeah, for the time. Totally. And, and I also want to ask you, do you have any tips for artists or creators out there who've been doing this kind of thing for a long time, but are feeling stuck? you know this might sound redundant because I feel like I said this for the person that is just starting out but I've been stuck (laughs) plenty of times even though I feel like it's all right there in front of me and I can see it clearly um I guess this goes down a few different paths and I'll try to keep it simple. But one is that there's probably something that you don't think you should be doing and that you probably should just do it. Um, Step outside of your comfort zone. If you feel like, I mean, YouTube, I had to learn YouTube. I spent hours trying to figure out what the hell YouTube was. And mind you, it grew up with me like, YouTube's been there my whole life, but I had kept myself so distanced from it. And then when I was like, okay, I should do this YouTube, like to put myself out there and, you know, going live. I mean, I still struggle going live on Facebook. Anyway, my point is, it's just certain things are probably out of your comfort zone. And I feel like from my experience that those are the things that have led me to the new opportunities or the windows or the doors or like give me a sign type of aspects that, you know, you look for when you're stuck. You're like, I just need a sign or just, you know, I just need something to happen. And really it's just like, keep doing it. I mean, the more that you focus on something and you really put your all into it and you really are thinking the most positive about it and you stop doubting yourself, um, and it comes with practice. I, I can see this. I go in waves. I say I'm like the waves in the ocean, like the tides hitting the shores. Like there are some days I'm like, I've got the flow. And then there are sometimes I know that because I allow doubting myself to come in that I crash really hard and I have to pick myself back up again. So, um, but yeah, I believe in manifesting. And I think part of manifesting is like, being very intentional and very kind and leading with positivity and the love and the true intention on why you're doing a certain thing. And I feel like when I focus on those things that that's when, you know, I guess what can be called as a breakthrough happens when I feel stuck. Um, What do we say? Leap of faith, take the leap of faith. Yeah. Just do it because you just yeah you just you never know until you do it and it may be the most obscure thing I've done art shows that I'm like man I would never see myself doing it and then there's just like this little thing in my ear chattering like well why what is stopping you and I'm like you're right I'm just gonna go see this and the next thing I know I'm talking to like four people and It's just happening from those connections. I don't know how to explain it. It doesn't have to just be with people. I mean, my artwork, the series that I'm on right now, I have been putting myself, I'm like, just go back to myself and where I felt stuck. I felt stuck. And I kept putting myself on the internet because I see that time is very short. People want things very fast, which is how I got to YouTube. 
Um, and I learned how to use keywords and key phrases and I, I'm learning how to build a whole website. I do my entire website on my own. I learned all of this because I felt stuck and I'm trying to reach and connect people. And one of my first buyers, as soon as I released this series is from Puerto Rico. I know this person, not at all. She searched, she was on her own self-discovery learning and researching about color and meditation. And she came across my name on the internet and then quietly start following me and learning more about me. And then when I released the series, she just completely connected to it. And now she oh, has five of my that pieces. Is such a good story. Puerto Rico. <laughs> so that's, I guess, yeah, long story, short, long, however it is, I would just say like, if I wouldn't have done that, I would have been stuck in the same spot looking at like, what mm -hmm. What more could I be doing? And I'm like, there's always more you can be doing and just look at the things that you're scared of doing first. That is such good advice. I might even get back on YouTube. We'll see. <laughs> Motivational speech. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I will tell you what, I gave myself a deadline and a time frame to do this YouTube channel and I ended up being this pre-COVID, just for the record, um, I ended up being so sick. Like my, if you look at my first video of me, I am so sick. I'm stuffy. I'm already using the color red. And so I'm just covered in red and my face is red. I look like shit. I sound like shit, but I did it because I told myself to do it and I had to follow through. So yeah, I guess that's the other thing. If you take the leap or you tell yourself to do something, follow through. <laughs> All the way. It doesn't matter if you fall a hundred times. Just keep getting up and just keep doing it. You're going to love yourself more. I like that. And did you know you're in charge of giving the listeners a weekly challenge? I caught one of that, yes. <laughs> um, so if you would like, here's your time to to be in charge taking charge um no I liked this I thought that was really cool so m what I thought about was because this is a challenge that I do for myself so it was pretty easy for me to feel like it, maybe somebody else can do it okay so my point is is that um I like paying attention so oh yeah I'm in charge you pay attention <laughs> to the colors around you and what colors you choose to wear, what your work environment has, the lighting. See if you pay attention to the sky, if you get to go outside at nighttime. But what I want you to do is to go to the mirror and look at yourself in the mirror and have a conversation with yourself about those things. Oh. And so when you, and you have to give each, like your eyes, your, they might dart back and forth, but stare yourself in the eyes and have your, those conversations with yourself, what you admired, what you disliked, why you didn't like a certain color, you know, like go through those conversations with yourself and what you experience. And I don't know, I, for yeah, that's what I want your challenges. And for me, I find a very interesting new piece about myself when I am really raw and honest about myself because of the things that I pay attention to, you know, and yeah. So sometimes I'm like, well, why did I wear this gray shirt today? And it's like, well, I just picked up a gray shirt. 
but really look at yourself in the mirror and just be like, why did you, you know, like to me, when I do that thing, I feel like it's going to be your own experience, but I feel like when I do it, that some things start fizzling up and some real conversations start happening. And so that is what I challenge you and to whomever is listening to do is to pay attention to the colors around you and then later go talk with yourself in the mirror about them. <laughs> this one's going to be awesome. <laughs> and so as I've been mentioning the last couple of weeks, if anyone out there has some kind of experience that you would like to share, please do send me a message. Uh, you can send me an email. You can leave a comment. There's a form now that will be attached um, in the show notes or you can leave any kind of comment. And I'm going to be having a whole episode on follow-up experiences to the podcast. Cool. So please do that. Um, and thank you. Thank you so much. Ashley, thank you for your time. Thank you for your vulnerability <laughs> and being here and like letting me really dig deep into what's going on with your art. As somebody who's like, I've known you and your art, like I've known you for a long time because our art was in the float center or still is, I think. It is actually that last piece sold. I haven't told anybody, but it is, it will be on its way out here soon. That's awesome. Are you going to put a new one in there? I, you don't know yet. I, I haven't planned on it, but I think your artwork looks really incredible in there. So if you have a three foot by four foot painting, yeah, that's not coming soon. <laughs> oh, well, wow. Okay, that's that's awesome. That's such good timing. Sorry. So, yeah. No, no. Thank you for sharing. I feel like we should. I should clap for you because this is like so many pieces, and I know that's so. It's so cool when you do a series, and they're also like going together. I don't know if you feel that way, but like when I want pieces to be sold together, but I don't necessarily sell them together and then they end up together, it just makes me so much more happy. It's so like, yes, they're siblings, you're adopting them together. <laughs> that is it really is true. It is really yeah, you you said it right. Like it is they go together, they belong together. You can't expect somebody to want to take all of them, but um if it does get to happen in that divine way, like there's just one more little piece of you that just like feels really excited yeah. and comfortable and humble and all that at one time. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Well, I know. Anyway, so I'm, I'm going to look at your art forever in a new light and I'm really excited about that. And everyone, I'll also, I'll let you point the audience towards somewhere, but I will say that everyone listening to this should definitely go look at your art for sure and then I would say almost listen to this again mm. maybe actually I'll put a note in the beginning I think everyone should take a sneak peek at your website or your Instagram yeah, my website has it very uh, much clearer so on my website you know ashley.org ashley with the i a-s-h-l-i dot okay. org um there is a tab there where it says overtone my current series is overtone shattering silence and all of the images are there so you can take your time with each piece and i believe if you click on them too that they should expand to a bigger screen so you can get even closer to them 
That's awesome. And what do you do on your YouTube? <laughs> Struggle. Um, <laughs> uh, I share. So Overtone was my first. I was, I was like, I'm going to share this with everybody. So there's like Mix It Up Mondays. I teach you. I taught people how to mix the colors I was using for the canvas. Tune In Tuesday was where I shared my journey. It's kind of snippets that are inside of my book. Um, personal stories um, and reflections and probably whatever mood I was in that day. Um, and then finished it up Friday was I, I finished the piece. And then from there, I've done some murals on my website or on YouTube, my woo-boo, my YouTube channel. Um, and I try to, you know, at this point, I've tried to be more personable. Like I've done studio cleaning, et cetera. Um, I'm actually just preparing to my new studio so that will be there and then my new series come this late summer you'll be able to follow me on youtube with this new series that i'm starting that's really cool and now like now we all know what that means be like deep in there deep in there following not just like a work in progress up photo update <laughs> it's it's there you, yeah it's it's all there. Thank you. Thank you again. Thank you so and much. And I hope me. to, we'll, we'll catch up with you again <laughs> in the future. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. This is great. Ask questions that a lot of people don't ask me. So it was nice to have that space. Oh, <laughs> perfect. And I will talk to you guys again next week for more archives for aliens. And that's the end.